0: Hello? Hello?
1: Cloud? Cloud, we can't hear you. DM's
0: gone. We lost DM. DM is dead. Oh, no. Riot! Quick, ransack <laughs> the cart. Ransack. Ah! What? Ransack the cart. you uh. have <laughs> all gone feral.
1: It's too late.
2: Welcome back to our podcast, Tales from the Table. I'm Cloud, the dungeon master and creator of this adventure, and around our
1: virtual table we have...
3: Athanasius. Flower. And Caden.
1: Cloud, you're always bemoaning that we're not playing in person, but I uh, should let you know know that I'm ripping the sickest of farts right now, so be glad that you are um, miles and miles away.
3: There are ups and downs. I know, but...
1: There are, there are, there
2: are, but uh, it's just such a delight to be able to see each other's facial expressions and body posture, which you can totally use when getting into character. Okay, uh, last time. Our heroes headed to the remains of the village of Alsoon in search of a mysterious and dangerous knife dropped there by Bossom in spite of Sonnet's dire warnings. Caden attempted to sneak past the shades which haunted the ruins, but to no avail and was quickly surrounded in very deep shit indeed, he managed to call to his companions for help and also get a head start on his ghostly opponents. Athanasius then unleashed the power inside the stone bird figurine the party found in the ruins of Casadros, which transformed into an enormous stone rock. Caw! With the help of this powerful ally, the party was able to scoop up the knife and make a dash for safety. But it looks like trouble has transpired while our heroes were taking care of business inside the gloaming. Will the cult of heroes be able to get Yawali to safety? Will they get their payout for retrieving those sweet, sweet boots for Joe? Find out right now.
3: So does that figurine count as a Chekhov's pistol? Um,
2: no, I don't think so.
3: (sighs) I fucking love Chekhov's pistols. What's a Chekhov's pistol?
2: A Chekhov's pistol is a term from literature. Which refers to the idea that um, within a story, if you present something early on, uh, even if it seems insignificant then, it should always come back as something significant later. It basically has to do with making sure that there's nothing extraneous or wasted in a story. Uh, The the actual pistol part comes from the fact that, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but... According to legend or whatever, Anton Chekhov, the playwright, said that um, if there's a pistol hanging on a wall in Act 1, it needs to go off by the end of the play. Mm. But it it definitely doesn't have to be a gun. It refers to like any uh, small detail that then becomes a significant one uh, later on uh, in the story. Um, It happens in almost every single story. I mean, it's a very, very basic storytelling device, um, which is always lots of fun. Uh, But no, I mean, this is D&D, and when you get a magic item, you're probably going to use it eventually. You'd be pretty silly not to. I, I don't think it counts as a Chekhov's pistol, especially since I didn't give you the bird... For any story reason, like, it, I rolled for it literally on a, one of the random loot tables in the Dungeon Master's Guide and happened to get a super overpowered item to give to you, which I was like, sure, why not? How badly can this go? So, let's find out how badly it's gone. You guys yes, are currently that's... in the air on the back of Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
1: Uh, During our flight, um, I'm looking over at uh Caden, who... Took a took a hit from the wraiths, right?
3: One, I believe, yeah.
1: Well, I'd like to, to lay on hands while we're in the air and just be like, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing nasty going on inside of you, right? It was, it was this just sort of like gross wither damage. There's nothing wrong with your head.
0: Do I feel like there's anything else going on?
2: Did, you, did I tell you that your max HP had been reduced?
0: No, he resisted, he resisted it. You resisted it?
2: Okay, then you're fine. It's just normal damage.
0: All right. I uh I, I think it's just on the surface.
1: Okay, well, um, you should be feeling better now. You definitely look less uh grey and kinda old.
0: Thanks, thanks. Can yeah. I pat myself down? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you're back up to full. Oh
3: wow. I'm kinda looking at the rock and I'm like, man, I knew that bird token would like summon a bird, but I wasn't expecting this, Jesus.
2: It's an enormous stone bird covered in these
1: uh who's Jesus
3: <laughs> oh uh sorry, uh, what's the goddess's name <laughs> line alu alu
2: <laughs> <Olu. laughs> goes by jesus sometimes. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like this enormous not only is it a rock, it's also made of rock and it is uh, gargantuan, which is tr- its name is the yeah, Dwayne the His Rock Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne the mm-hmm. yep. Rock Johnson. Truly freaking enormous and made from that dark grey stone, uh with uh glowing, you know, bright blue like lines and runes uh running all over its body, uh and like glowing blue eyes and shit looks completely badass. Uh, as you soar through the uh, twilight sky uh, of the gloaming, uh, and you are headed back towards the lonely whistle, uh, which you can you can sort of see the line where the gloaming turns into daylight on the horizon, and you have
1: spotted smoke.
3: Right, that's where we ended. Mm-hmm.
1: That's probably not good, right? Or maybe that's, is it good?
3: Yeah.
1: Maybe that's just a bonfire.
3: Probably not good. They're having a burning man.
1: Let's go check it out.
3: Okay. I direct the rock towards the Yuwali
2: is starting to get more and more sort of nervous and edgy as, as you guys look like you're gonna fly out of the Gloaming. Um, I don't I haven't been outside of the Gloaming since I created it. Uh, are you guys sure it's gonna be okay? Like, what should we do? Weren't we gonna try to get rid of it or or were we gonna Keep it? I, I I don't know what to do.
1: Um, why don't we land on this side and you can maybe, you know, stick a limb or two out, hop out and then back in and see see how this goes? We'll play it by ear. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. If, if you wanted to dissipate it, how would you do it?
1: That was the whole thing we talked about last time with the castle and bringing down one stone collapses the entire thing. Yeah. Huh. I don't like I don't know I mean I I might be able to do
2: it but I, I might need help and and um, you know obviously I've never tried anything like this before I mean this is all really new but I kind of don't want to just leave it here I mean people can go in there and get hurt and uh, you know I know that the worm is is gone now but you know other things could get in or or worst of all people could get in and 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 they could get hurt when i'm not there you know when i was in there i was really trying my best with the um the dragons (laughs) yeah dear what did you say floaty the floaty yeah My, my dragons floaty boys i was really trying my best you know to to try to keep people away, you know, not only for my own protection but for theirs too because, I mean, you've seen all the horrible things that that have happened to people who've gotten in here just, I I don't want to just leave it here in the desert where people can fall into this trap. I know it's something that's tempting to people.
3: Yeah, we should definitely get rid of it rather than leaving it here for sure.
2: That's kind of how I feel. I mean... I mean, it hurts to let go of it, but I, I, I really don't want it to hurt anybody else. I didn't realize that it was going to cause the kind of damage that it caused when I created it. And it was I mean, partially an accident in the first
1: place. So.
3: And, I mean, uh, if you need help, you have three magic users here. Four, actually. Exactly. I say looking at Sonnet.
1: You, you know your magic better than, than we do. You know what you're capable of, but we can offer you 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 felt it before uh we can offer our powers in whatever way can help you
2: oh yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i was thinking maybe maybe if we worked together uh, like you know like you did that one time with that cool spinning thing and then we we did the magic motion she taps uh (laughs) and uh (laughs) You know, maybe if we did some of that again, I mean, I, I don't really know my magic either. It's so new and it, it's more powerful than I am, I think. But, you know, maybe if we all worked together, maybe we could, maybe we should do something. I don't know.
1: I do hope it won't take so long. There is something uh, burning on the horizon. We've left some friends over there and I want to make sure everyone's all right.
2: Oh, oh no, Not not more people... It, well, it doesn't look... They didn't go into the gloaming, did they?
3: No, Unlikely. it's on the edge of the gloaming. Okay. But they had already abandoned the bar, or were in the process of abandoning the bar because they were worried about being consumed by the gloaming.
2: Well, at least it does look like it didn't make it quite that far.
3: Yeah, I don't think this had to do with the gloaming. I'm, frankly, I'm not even sure anyone would have still been there, though. Don't really know what's going on.
2: Okay. Well, just keep it in mind, okay? Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: So uh, where do we go to
3: uh, start this thing?
2: Well, you can fly Dwayne wherever you would like to fly him.
3: Okay. So I fly right to the edge of the gloaming, and then I have him drop us off.
2: Yeah, right at the edge of the gloaming. Perch
3: on a nearby massive boulder.
2: Sure, sure, yeah. Um, So you can fly, if you would like to, right to the edge of the gloaming, which you were able to see from the Lonely Whistle. So uh, as you come in for a landing from your nice vantage point in the air, you can see quite a bit. And you see, sure enough, that the Lonely Whistle has been burned pretty much to the ground. Um, And the ruins are still... Uh, smoldering there's still some small fires here and there huge just pillar of of black smoke rising up into the air and as you circle overhead you (laughs) you see someone has left some sort of message uh arranged uh in the dirt uh outside the front of the burning building uh, they have taken some charred uh, black stones and they have arranged them into a crude but still very recognizable uh, image uh, of an inverted skull.
0: Inverted skull?
2: As an upside yeah, down? Yeah upside down. Or inside out? Uh, okay. n- no not in well, I don't even know what that would look like. Yeah. No 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 inverted is in like ups- upside down although I guess it depends what how you look at it. Yeah, this symbol I guess doesn't translate super well unless it's uh on a in a stable position. <laughs> but uh uh the symbol is an inverted skull with it's a little hard to make out because this was just done crudely with the uh, you know whatever rocks and charcoal were to hand from the burning building uh but there then do also appear to be sort of like uh eight um other rocks forming yeah, something almost like a halo or a crown. Uh, it's a little hard to tell. Color. Oh, fuck. That's not good.
0: How did they know that we were coming from the sky?
2: Uh, this was not made in proportions to be seen from the sky. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it, it was just uh, left in the dirt in, uh, yeah, I would say medium-sized proportions. It's not like they drew out a giant S.O.S. <laughs> You know, simple like you do on a beach, right, for an airplane. No, no, this is just uh, from the air. I'm I'm assuming you you can notice this dark shape on the ground that you probably can't see until you get a little closer to it. Um, You also see quite a bit of disturbance. You can still see Joe's cart. Uh, it is still there. Joe's oryx, however, is gone. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff has been, you know, turned over and... Sp- smashed open and everything like that doesn't look like the wooden cart itself has been smashed open however uh and that is basically what you can see from the air and then uh the edge of the gloaming does look like it has crept closer to the lonely whistle than it was before although it it has not engulfed it quite yet
3: well that looks pretty um culty
1: yeah uh have you seen that symbol before you ollie the Crowned skull she shakes her head no i i
2: mean it's kind of gruesome looking it's a little hard to make out what it is with the rocks like that but it no no i mean i've i've never seen anything like that before
1: sonnet did you see that in anything uh that um bossom had on him this is an
2: interesting question I will say it is not, you did not see it on the knife. I will say that.
0: To be clear, the crown is above the teeth of the skull, right? Yes. Okay.
2: Yep. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of what you just see immediately from the air. That's all the stuff you really can't miss. If you want to go over there later and, you know, uh, poke around, I'll have you roll some investigation checks, but um, that's the unmistakable stuff.
3: Oh, dice. I don't have my dice.
1: Jesus Christ, it's a and d podcast. To be fair, last episode, I think we rolled like, well, I guess.
2: You would have rolled more combat. If, we don't uh, roll uh, dice. if Dwayne the Rock Johnson hadn't come out to save your sorry hides.
0: Mostly my sorry hide.
2: Yeah, mostly Caden's hide. You you were a, a millimeter away from death. <laughs> if those things had got you, you would have died. I was
0: thinking about it like yesterday or whatever. And if I had just, like, not gotten that close to the fountain and stayed, like, 60 feet away, I could have just catapulted the knife.
2: Yeah, we talked, I think we talked about this at some point, about how we realized you could have cast catapults on the knife. <laughs> Which, uh, I guess that's something to remember for next time, because you do, fuck me, still have that goddamn knife. Alright, do you have dice now?
3: Yes, I have dice. I now. will
2: point out, listeners, a uh, f- uh, fun tip if you uh, are ever playing D&D on the go or you're a uh, little short of funds, don't feel like investing in a set of uh, dice of your own. Uh, if you just type uh, dice roller into Google, Google itself has a, a pretty nice uh, and fun-looking uh, colorful uh, dice roller that has all the polyhedral dice you need to play uh, most TTRPGs. Why would you tell so. them
0: that? At some point, we're going to get dice sponsors, and they're going to want to tell tell us, tell the audience. You know what? Because
2: I have the interests of the TTRPG gaming community in mind, and I don't Mm. care as much about our corporate sponsors as I do about you, the people. That's right. I'm on your side.
3: All hail, corporate sponsor overlords. (laughs) Wizards of the Coast also has a dice roller. It's a lot, it's not pretty. But it's very. The functional. Google one is As- pretty.
2: It has colors.
3: Yeah, the Wizards one is really good if you have to roll a lot of dice at once. That, that is also a- lets true. you make that your own,
1: so you can like roll D3s yeah. and D420s and stuff. Okay, yeah. So yeah. D-
2: depending on on what exactly D69's. you need, D69s. You of course. Oh gee. Well, we'll have to get that into play at some point. Um. You have I'll to roll, roll a now. D69
3: and a D420 at the same at time. At
2: the Same time. Wow. Okay, um uh yes, uh just uh apart from that, yeah, uh people who make c- cool dice, if you want to send us some for free uh and pay us some money, we'll totally shill for you on this show. Uh Wormwood, you make a ton of really cool, expensive wooden stuff. Uh, and I know you sponsor a lot of other live play podcasts. So if you want to send us your stuff for free, I don't have a dice tray. I'm rolling in a cardboard box right now. And isn't that sad? So you could help me out, and then if you give uh, me free stuff and some money, I'll totally tell people to go buy your products, which look really cool. And I would love it if I could afford them, but I can't because I'm poor. Um,
3: Cloud, you're, maybe if I roll my metal it. dice
0: on the floor. No, you know, annoy enough people that they'll complain until we get. Absolutely <laughs> not! Don't
2: you dare roll those metal dice on the floor. It sounds—it sounds like there's a construction site in your house when you do that
3: it kind of does yeah it's but cloud you're not wow you're not supposed to shill until you have the sponsorship
2: but i'm shilling to try to get the sponsorship look there's like 10 people who already
0: doing the job they want us to do oh shit
2: that's right i'll cut this (laughs) (laughs) damn it i did not endorse any products for free (laughs) pay me motherfuckers okay uh, let's see. Where were we? Oh, yeah, you guys are on the edge of the landing. And uh, that's where you are. What do you do?
0: Well, we landed. We want to see yep. if
1: Yawali is able to step out without, you know.
2: No,
0: really we want to. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see any do we want to risk that anything. or do we just want to, you I know, think we just want to dissipate it
3: if we can.
2: All right. Okay.
3: We're going to follow your lead on this one, so.
2: Okay. I think I can do this, but... Yeah, I I think I'm going to need you guys' help. So why don't we all sort of stand here, and um, I know this is going to sound a little weird and, you know, maybe a little childish, but can we, like, hold hands, maybe? Like, in a circle? Of course. Okay.
0: Sure.
3: I purposefully stand next to Flower.
1: I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Got to make sure we're holding hands. Right, but I think
2: one of Flower's mini-hands should be holding Caden's hand.
0: Caden notices the awkward movement and is like, why are they being weird about where they stand?
1: (laughs) It's for the spell.
3: He didn't say that. He he thought it. Okay. (laughs) It's true, though, that Caden should be on the other side of Flower so that uh, he can hold a mini-hand.
2: Gotta hold that mini-hand. Yep. Okay, and then, yeah, and then Yawali can hold uh Cadence can hold Cadence's hand on is, is one sonnet side and on Athens this? on the other oh yeah sonnet can sonnet can jump in there too for sure
3: yay sonnet
2: yeah they uh they're a little bit the like mute. i don't i've never done anything like this before but uh i mean neither of any of you sounds like so might as well give it a try truth Okay, so yeah, you're all uh, standing in a circle, sort of holding hands, and you see Yawali shut her eyes, clenches them, you know, closed really tight, and you see her kind of concentrate as hard as she can. And you see, again, that sort of aura of yellow sparks of light start to flash around her entire body, almost like a whole body halo.
0: And uh, Caden's concentrating really hard, and like a little whirlwind picks up around the group.
2: Oh, cool. And yeah, as this sort of yellow light gets sort of stronger and stronger and stronger, I need each of you to roll me a d20 plus bond. Plus bond? Plus yeah. bond! <laughs> and so you will add to that the number of bonds you currently have. And I will roll for Sonnet, assuming that Sonnet now. Uh, now, I should say, We have been a little lax about doing bonds and XP uh, over the past couple of sessions. But um, after doing the coming of age ceremony, uh, Flower and Athanasius, you should both have a bond with Yoali. So you can add Mm -hmm. that. And then um, Flower, uh, you should have a bond with Sonnet after uh, you gave them a point of integrity. So you can do that also. I think Flower right now is just kicking all your asses in terms of amount of bonds
1: obtained. Thinking, yeah, plus seven right now. Yeah,
2: but uh, you know what? That's that's something that Flower has chosen specifically to focus on, so.
1: I'm a social boy.
2: Yeah, there's a, there are situations where that is going to
1: help you out, so. I got a modded 20.
3: 16. Uh, nine. <laughs> Rip.
2: You're distracted by your own gayness.
0: Apparently. Yeah, he can only focus on the one bond with the person he's holding a hand with.
2: <laughs> this was a bad idea. Okay, I rolled for Sonnet as well.
3: Ooh, how many bonds does Sonnet have?
2: I just counted the one. So yeah, you each focus... Uh, your minds uh, as uh, this yellow light from you, gets stronger and stronger. And each of you starts to, almost without quite realizing it first, and then maybe a little more confidently once you start to get the feel of it, draw on this inner reservoir of uh, potentiality that you've developed over the past few weeks as you have uh, gotten these relationships... With the various people that you have met. And you focus on your memories of them. And as you hold hands, all that memory and emotion uh, sort of flows into uh, the spell that Yawali is starting to create. Um, And sure enough, uh, her yellow aura. Grows and grows and grows until she is shining like a bright yellow sun. And bit by bit, you can see the.
3: Shine bright like a diamond.
2: (laughs) Wow, way to ruin. Thanks a lot, you guys. Wow, trying to narrate a dramatic (laughs) moment over here.
0: You don't want me to type it in chat. No,
2: I don't want you to type it in chat, so it's going to be out loud. And bit That's okay. by bit, I was you about can to start see the, the shadow particles of the gloaming start to stream like grains of sand uh, into this uh, bright burning yellow light that Yawali has become uh, faster and faster and faster until the yellow brightness has burned away all of the gloaming. Uh, And behind you is no more twilight, no more gleaming city in the distance, um, only open uh, sand and rocks and uh, scrubby bushes. Um, Perhaps uh, in the distance you can see uh, the uh, empty and lifeless buildings of, uh, definitely of Mirsa you can see from here, I think, yeah. The uh, city that you went through on the way to zoljara uh originally, and uh where Zoljara was, there isn't very much uh you know maybe just a few uh ruined traces um at the foot of Mount Zamrod, which is now uh green under the hot desert sun
3: well, that one about as well as could be expected, I'd say,
2: yep, you guys met the d c so good good for you. <laughs> You feeling okay, awali? It takes her a little bit to come back to herself. That was a lot of sort of magical power that she just channeled. I think even when she does, she's still glowing a little bit um, with this sort of whole body. I keep saying Corona, which is the correct word. It's really unfortunate that in America it's a brand of beer. Because um, <laughs> I feel like that's it all is? people are going to think of. As far as
0: I know, they don't exist because they don't sponsor us.
3: Yet. No. That's
2: right. I'll whatever. Yes. I won't mention yes. it. Th- please, that's right. please
3: sponsor us. My wife will be so happy. No
2: God, we don't want alcohol as a sponsor. Audrey's saying please, yes, alcohol as a sponsor. Can we get a brand I of like gin games? I like will throw myself red. into the lake. I
0: wouldn't mind me some Red.
2: Oh God, not not Budweiser, anything <sighs> but that. Okay. Even Corona would be better than that. Okay. Um what? Yeah. Anyway, this corona of yellow light, uh, I think, is still faintly shimmering around her as she sort of uh, comes back into herself a little bit and and maybe drops your hands and I think kind of looks at her own in in wonder. Um, Wow. Uh, I did it. I did it. I, I managed to do it. You guys are amazing. And she you did it. She throws her arms around you, Athanasius, in like a big hug. Uh, and then she throws herself at Flower and, and Sonnet, and she she uh bends down and, and even tries to give you a little bit of a hug, Caden.
0: Uh, <laughs> Caden hugs.
2: Uh she's she's so happy, she's elated and, and joyful that she managed to, to do this thing with your help. Good job, guys.
3: Yay. Yay. Okay. Power of
2: friendship.
3: With that out of the way, I turned to Joe's <laughs> wagon.
2: Okay, yeah, Joe's wagon is in the distance a little bit because you were still back at the edge of the gloaming, which hadn't quite gotten up uh, to the Lonely Whistle yet. So do you guys want to go over to right. uh, the smoldering ruins of that building? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, why don't you all roll me investigation checks then? Let's see what you see. 14.
3: God, three. <laughs>
0: uh, 12. Athens is still distracted by a sneaky boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've stayed holding hands even though the spell's over. Aw, oh, jeez, <laughs> You guys are going to make me cry with that gay shit.
0: Did you actually stay holding hands?
1: Um, Flower's not letting go. He's totally into like casual PDA. So like, this isn't a big deal for him.
3: I think, uh, Athens uh, blushes slightly, but he'll continue holding Flower's hand. Caden is intrigued. Sana is definitely like
2: <laughs> watching you guys out of the corner of their eyes. Sana doesn't have investigation. Still roll better than any of you. All right. Okay. Uh, you guys each... Pick around, I think, sort of a a different part of the ruins of this burned building. Got to be a little careful because there are still some small fires and things like that smoldering. Ashes, hot places uh, that still haven't cooled could burst into flames again. Uh, And a lot of smoke, so you got to make sure you're not breathing in too much of that. Um, Flower and Caden, you guys managed to see... Uh, sort of the following things. First, of course, you you notice the uh, inverted crowned skull uh, made out of blackened sticks and stones that has been left clearly for you to find. Um, you Oof. see that there are uh, quite a few hoof prints. The ground has been disturbed quite a bit. Um, there were definitely some horses here. A uh, bit hard to tell how many just because they've been riding... Uh, over the ground so much uh, but you would guess there's definitely more than one Uh, maybe uh, you know as many as you know three or four kind of kind of deal Um, you uh, go over to Joe's cart you see that it has definitely been hacked at looks like someone might have tried to set it on fire but they were definitely not successful the paint is chipped a little bit there's maybe a couple gouges out of the wood but uh, no significant damage and the doors are still as firmly shut as ever Uh, whoever was trying to break in there did not succeed Uh, you do not see Joe's oryx around if you remember Joe had a white and gray oryx that was pulling the cart Uh, you do see uh, some larger hoof prints that look like they could uh, maybe have been made by that beast um, so you could attempt to follow those as well if you wanted to. You definitely see a lot of, again, c- pretty confused footprints in the dust of, you know, varying humanoid sizes. Uh, one thing you do not see is blood. Uh, there's no blood. You see some... Good as, good as. Yeah, you see a lot of marks of fire, um, a lot of places where it looks like things have maybe been beat up, uh, but you, there's no blood on the ground.
3: I'm a bit confused why it seems like this place was pretty abandoned when they burned it down why why burn it down just because we were here i i I asked the party
0: i don't i mean did they were they here and get kidnapped?
1: I certainly don't think Joe would leave her her whole stash here willingly. Not only that,
2: but you don't see any sign of Casimir. As far as you knew, he was going to wait for you. He might have mm-hmm. had to move a little bit if the gloaming came too close. But as far as you knew, he was going to wait as close to this spot as possible so you guys could find him again.
1: Do we see which way the horse
2: prints uh, left? Uh, Yep, it's pretty pretty darn clear which way the horses went off um they went oh god i drew a map and directions are not my strong suit listeners (laughs) so right now you're at the lonely whistle zoljara was north and slightly east of where you are now same with mirsa kind of you went north and a little bit east to get to mirsa and then way further north and even a tiny little bit more east to get to zoljara and the horse tracks are leading down uh the road which runs in front of the lonely whistle to the south uh at the moment
1: did sonnet see anything more than than we did
2: um yes uh so sonnet picks their way uh back over to the party they had gone Uh, off a little bit into the brush it looked like they were poking around joe's cart uh you know maybe a little interested more in what happened there uh and they they come back to you i i remember you know when Bossom and i were here last uh, i remember seeing joe talked with her a little bit um and uh, i remember that that big that big cow thing she had almost like a buffalo huge horns uh, you remember that, right? Yeah, it was it an was oryx. White. Yeah, looks like it um, uh, cut a pretty clear path. I mean, it was huge. Uh, uh, up to the west into sort of the scrub country over there. And they hold out their hand, and in it uh, is a sort of clump of white oryx fur that they have plucked off of a, like a thorn bush or something
0: like that. So they took the buffalo
2: no uh the horses uh look like they went south and the oryx sonnet has just told you looks like it got free and uh went running off to the west different directions
1: you think we could see it up from the sky
2: i i mean that bird thing that you pulled out of your ass is huge so if if giant bird was an option i'm a little confused as to why you didn't use that sooner but uh no criticism from me Uh, I'm pretty sure we'd be able to see pretty much anything from up on its back. Well? Back to Dwayne, then, I'd say. Yeah. Dwayne has been patiently sitting in complete and total stillness and silence.
3: I pat him on the head.
2: Okay. He does not react in any way, shape, or form.
3: No. Also, he's He's big. And your uh-huh. verse yeah, I was going to say,
1: About I'm not sure how you managed to, manage get up to there. pat him on
2: the head, but uh, it
0: does say you Do can you give cast him...
3: Gus to give yourself the uh, the jumping height to pat him on the head.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gust myself up yeah. to his head and pat him.
2: <laughs> it does say in the rules for Qual's Feather Token Bird that the bird obeys simple commands. So I'm sure someone could command it to bend down so Caden could pat it on the head. But yeah.
0: I like the bird. Dwayne's pretty
3: cool. I like the bird too and I'm really sad that it's going to be gone in like, I don't even know. The bird is a mindless construct or that does point. not have
2: the ability to really think or feel any emotions of any kind.
3: <laughs>
0: but we love him anyway. I
2: know. Dwayne, You're just me. saying
0: that so that we don't get attached.
2: <laughs> no, I'm saying it. it because, does think, I'm saying it, it does because it's feelings. true.
0: I don't care what you say. I guess does it, it does say technically that? Does say, it say that it has the game book? statistics does of a rock. Does it say that in the rule book? I don't think it says that in the rule book.
2: It says that it has the game statistics of a rock, which its intelligence is three. <laughs> so I mean, uh, it does have rocks. a wisdom of ten, but its intelligence Gen- is three.
0: Genasi are rocks; they can think and feel.
2: Yes, but they don't have an intelligence of three.
0: Why are you being elementalist?
2: Okay. Are you guys getting back on Dwayne's back? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, from the air, uh, you can... You know, they weren't trying to be stealthy. Uh, So you can follow the tracks of the horses fairly easily. Um, Is that what you're trying to do? Or are you trying to track down uh, the Oryx?
3: I say we go Oryx first.
1: Really? I feel like the people are our priority.
3: Well, Joe might be with the Oryx, and Joe might be able to help us get the people back.
0: Did we see footprints with the Oryx? Do we think well, Joe would be riding it? The Oryx?
1: Little hard to tell. The dusty I roll ground was pretty disturbed. Survival check? That's all about tracking footprints and stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
3: Could even do a survival check from Oryx. Up on Twain's back.
2: Four. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no <laughs> no following the tracks once you're up in the air unless it's something super obvious. Uh, but yeah, with a, yeah with a four, mm, you can't really tell whether Joe was with the oryx or whether Joe went with the horseman or whether Joe went somewhere else entirely.
1: She's just in, in uh in her little um. She could be. To be fair, you guys didn't, like, knock on it or anything and ask.
2: She could be in there. You don't know.
3: Okay. I get off Dwayne, and I walk up to the cart, and I knock on it.
2: Okay. You don't hear any response.
3: (laughs) Okay. I get back on (laughs) Dwayne.
1: Okay. Okay. We can go after the orcs in case she's with it. Okay. It's fairly easy. I
2: think to um, see where the Oryx went. Uh, it's, you know, it was a large creature and that was in quite a bit of uh, terror when it fled in a panic um, from the fire and whatever else went down outside the tavern. Uh, so it, you know, there's plenty of trampled you know, scrubby grass and, uh, kicked up dust and things like that. You're going to have to fly the bird pretty low to keep an eye on it, but, um, uh, it's not too hard. And, uh, eventually you see a stand of, um, uh, some sort of like, you know, stones, uh, and some, uh, short grasses, uh, growing, uh, sort of in their shade in a little bit of a shaded spot there. And sure enough, it's, pretty easy to spot a big white and gray oryx uh she stands out uh against the sort of uh red and brown hues of the rest of the desert
3: okay i park Dwayne a little ways away so as not to scare the oryx
2: i was gonna say I you're I gonna have up. to maybe park duane quite a ways away as duane's shadow passes overhead uh you see the the oryx lift its head and sort of Uh, you know, flick its ears. It's a a rock is a fearsome predator, and even though an oryx is really big and strong, and probably wouldn't usually, you know, be afraid of predators, uh, a rock is a scary enough predator that it's it's gonna scare an oryx. So
3: yeah, in some mythology, rocks can like carry off elephants. Yeah, elephants, which are way bigger
2: than an oryx. So
3: yeah, yeah.
1: Joe, you around? No sign of Joe that you can
2: see. Joe was dressed in pretty colorful clothing, so you feel like you might have seen her if she was around. Definitely didn't see her riding the oryx or anything like that.
3: I'm gonna do an animal handling check on the oryx.
2: Okay, yeah, you're gonna. You, if you want to approach uh, the oryx, uh, it looks up as you, at you as soon as it can see you, and like it's like approaching a, a, a buffalo. Like a, an American bison, um, which is a fucking terrifying thing to do if you've ever been close to one. Those things are killers.
3: Yeah, uh, twenty-one.
2: Oh d- damn, your animal handling is so good. Fucking clerics and their wisdom scores.
3: It's wisdom. I what know.
2: D and D, man. Rip DM. No, like I don't, I don't approach the game that way. It's not a me versus you thing. It's just, it's just ironic that because he's a cleric and so wisdom is one of his higher scores, that makes him good with animals. That's well, just part of the game. Uh, yeah, uh, the oryx uh, looks at you, puts back its ears, its nostrils flare, and you see its eyes start to roll back a little bit. Uh, what do you do that calms the oryx as you approach it?
3: Oryx have horns, right?
2: Mm-hmm. All oh, big ones.
3: I kind of, like, scratch him at the base of his horns.
2: No, you're going to need to do something a little bit to reassure it so it doesn't attack or bolt before you get close enough to it to touch. Oh. Uh, so what do you do?
3: I think I just kind of...
2: Make cow noises.
3: First, I, like, hold out my hands to, like, show it that, you know, I don't mean it any harm. I just kind of, like, take a step closer, and I kind of, like, try to hold out my hands and just, like, give it as much of an opportunity to smell me and check me out before I walk close.
2: Okay. Fortunately for you, this is a tame oryx, uh, so, and it has lived all its life around people and is used to serving as a beast of burden uh, rather than an actual wild animal. So um, as it sees you approach and and you seem to have a friendly and, and welcoming manner, uh, it lumbers over to you and, uh snuffles at your hand uh, it's it's big it is a large beast um so it's it's quite large uh, massive impressive horns uh, you can still see it it still has some of its uh bright uh like brightly colored uh woven tack on uh with like you know silver jingly bells that it was wearing before um some of it's a little singed and, and hacked in places but uh um, other than it doesn't look like it's uh too hurt. Uh, it is a she. I should say she. She doesn't look like she's she. too hurt. It is a female oryx.
3: Okay, I give I give her horns the good scritches and then mm. I give her a big hug.
2: She's very appreciative. Yeah, she 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 waffles at you and kind of butts you with her head, which really just sort of like knocks the wind out of you, even though it's meant as a friendly gesture.
3: To, I kind of I like. Look into the Oryx's eyes. And like, do you know where Joe is? Do you have a link with her?
2: The Oryx is just chewing some grass.
3: Oryx is just chewing some grass.
2: It, it looks back into your eyes.
3: Let's see. It
2: continues to chew grass.
3: I don't know if I have access to speak with animals.
2: I... I'm not sure, do you? That'd be fucking sick if you did. I do not. Sad
0: day. It doesn't look like Joe's here.
3: No. One of us should probably stay down here with the Oryx. I don't know. She seems like she can
1: handle herself, and she's found a nice, safe, and good place. Yowali has uh, sort of come
2: up to the Oryx and is stroking her thick white fur uh and sort of uh enjoying how soft it is and how nice it is to touch um and uh then she looks at you uh did any of you i mean we we saw what way the the other tracks went right the the, the horses yeah yeah off to the south we didn't. Yeah. We didn't have to fly too far to get up here to
1: get to get to her. Uh, maybe we should bring her bring her back. I don't know. I think she's found a, a nice, safe, des- defensible spot. I think um, this is as good a place as any. It's better than leaving her like you know the charred and burning remains of a, a structure that's just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um.
3: At least we'll know where she is, or. You said she, yeah?
2: Yeah, it said, yeah, it's a
3: she. Yeah, at least we'll know where she is so that we can help her reconnect with Joe after we find Joe.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I mean, okay. we can always follow her tracks again unless there's like a dust storm or something.
1: I'll take some of the herbs that I harvested and mix them in with some of the, the greens that she's eating just to, you know, give her that Ooh. extra uh, incentive to stick around. Ah, oh, she's, uh, she's, uh, munching very
2: happily. Munch, munch, munch.
3: <laughs> okay, I give her a couple less pats, and then I, do uh...
1: Do we, uh... Do we want to take Yawali after the cult? I kind of want to keep her as far away from, you know, them as we can, because they definitely want her.
0: Do we want to leave all by herself?
1: That's the question.
3: I'll leave it up to you, Wally.
1: Are you
2: guys really sure you should chase I mean cult sounds really scary. I mean they made a skull, seems like a threat.
3: It you is sure? Very scary. They're not going to hurt you? Oh, they're definitely going to try.
1: But they have some of our friends and they're most certainly going to hurt them, so we need to stop that. Yeah. I'm not really any good at fighting do you want me to stay here with the with the cow we want you to be safe if you feel safe with us or safe further away from the cult um that's your decision i'm worried that you guys are gonna get hurt i don't want that you saw what we did to willis or how we were after willis
2: that's true
3: she it's says okay. and whatever it was we named the jackrabbit. i can't remember
2: Oh man, that thing! Yeah, that thing was all aw- you. Wow! Yeah, you crushed that thing. That was awesome.
3: Yeah, um, and we have a job to do.
1: Yeah, honestly, if we just fly in on the bird, we might just scare them so much they're gonna fall off their horses, and we can pluck our friends out and leave.
3: Possibly,
0: if we get off the bird to engage with them, you could just stay on the bird and stay safe in the air or whatever.
1: I guess
2: so. Yeah. I mean, the, the bird does seem pretty safe. Dwayne. Made magic, Dwayne, follow her orders, though.
0: too?
2: I'm going to say that the bird takes orders only from the person who summoned it, which is Athanasius.
0: Well, you can order it to fly around until it calls it back.
2: All right. I, I feel really uneasy about all of this. I, I, I don't want to get hurt, but I also don't want you guys to get hurt and um i'm worried about leaving this cow here i mean there there are a lot of predators out here in the desert what if something scary comes and uh, there are these things called flesh strippers uh they they like hunt in packs they're they're really nasty uh they got really nasty bites they could definitely kill something like this even though she's really big
3: yeah we killed a bunch of those
2: yeah, but, I mean, she's just one Oryx. She's not as smart as you guys are. Would
3: taking her back to the
0: burned-out building make her safer?
2: No, probably not. Well, I mean, there's no one else there. We're
3: not going to put her on the bird.
2: No, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> that that would definitely freak her out.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to have the rock pick her up either. It um, could,
2: but the Oryx might die of a heart attack.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, the rock definitely could pick it up, <laughs> but I'm yeah. not going to have it do that. Um.
2: <laughs> the cow just dies.
3: Yuali, would you rather stay here with the oryx? I,
2: I don't, I don't know. Uh, I guess you guys are, you guys are the experienced fighters, so I guess I'll, I'll do whatever you guys think is safest. I just feel bad about this whole situation. I think
0: risking the oryx is better than risking you.
2: Okay. That's true. Well, where will I be most safe then? On
3: the bird. Probably on the bird.
2: Okay, well mm-hmm. then I I'll stay on the bird. Okay. All right. All right.
3: Let's uh let's go. Sonnet, find some... you're
1: you're you're going with us? I know you're not a fighter either. Yeah, Sonnet's looking a little bit
2: uncomfortable.
1: Look, I don't I I don't know about this.
2: You guys seem really decent, and Sonnet looks especially at you, Flower. I can't really know. I I can't leave you to go face something dangerous alone
0: are you gonna fight uh, this time
2: well i would if i could but i i'm not really a fighter i don't really have any sort of you know skill with weapons and i can only I mean, cast just a very few small pieces of magic
0: are you gonna use your magic could
2: i will I, if i can
0: know, in will willis situation you didn't you didn't do much
2: Hey, now. Well, to be fair, yeah, you guys had that one pretty much in hand.
3: Sonnet helped flower out at one point, if uh-huh. I'm remembering correctly.
2: You guys kicked the shit out of Willis. <laughs> you didn't need Sonnet helping you on top of everything else, okay? Poor Willis went up in flames and, like, literally... What did it take, you guys? Three or four rounds? Three rounds. That's less Three than rounds, a minute. Yeah. You literally walked up there, seconds. gave it the finger, and then lit it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Not even and seconds. then it's That's literally just burned to cinders. Of I was going to say, within it's 18 of of seconds. seconds. Of yeah, <laughs> yeah it, within 18 seconds, you'd reduced that thing to a pile of of burning books. <laughs> and then you rained on it and put the fire out. So I'm yep. surprised you didn't pee on it and put the fire out. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sonnet will Sonnet's willing to go with you. And help. Uh, th- yeah, they're not lying, though. They have limited uh, right, facility in a fight. Right, I'm
0: not their ability to do just... If they can do stuff, I want Sonnet to do it.
3: You do got S- these bad boys, Athens says, patting Sonnet's uh, hands. Oh, I thought he was going to pat his own biceps.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, Sonnet, who's like as <laughs> thin as a rake and st- still... looks. Ex- a little bit worse for wear although not nearly as emaciated as when you first uh saw them uh looks like a couple no just one just one night's sleep uh did them some good Uh, but yeah just
0: doesn't trust on it honestly
2: i mean that's fair you haven't known them very long like
0: when we when we met them they were like i'm definitely gonna steal from you and, and that was hundred percent the truth. And didn't do anything in the boss fight and just like are you gonna are you gonna actually help or are you just saying you're gonna help?
1: You to but we have a connection now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, flower
2: or uh, sonnet looks at flower and uh gives you a bit of a nod. I'll I'll do what I can. It won't
1: be much though.
0: Alright, you doing I'm just glad
1: that you're with us.
3: Ethan shrugs. Every bit helps. Let's go.
1: We mount the bird. We mount Dwayne. All right.
3: <laughs> we ride Dwayne.
2: As you mount and ride Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> <laughs> through the skies majestically, <laughs> um. I mean, we're
0: not going to get copyrighted for using his likeness
1: doesn't look like like this
2: it's a fucking bird if if look (laughs) mr mr the rock johnson if you listen to this podcast ever just know that we're only doing this because we love and respect you so much from the bottom of our hearts we i was gonna say
3: we're such big fans
2: truly we're, we're we're only naming this majestic creature after you because we are are seriously just such a fan of you so you're welcome um,
3: is my favorite fucking song in moana
2: it's a it's a freaking great song and we're all in awe of the fact that not only are you such a talented athlete but you can also sing so well which is just really unfair to the rest of us
3: and that somehow you have an amazing bod even though you're five years older than john oliver okay amen
2: yeah your your body is flawless and uh we are all in awe of it uh and we would probably do anything to shake your hand uh if we got a hug from you we'd probably die and go straight to heaven okay Um, i would love to
3: eat pancakes with you someday
2: oh man even though they would give me diarrhea i would totally eat pancakes with Dwayne the rock johnson (laughs) (laughs) okay 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 okay. you're on the bird you're on the bird we're on a bird and you're going fast oh my god through the i know deep cut and you skim through the sky (laughs) Uh, It's pretty easy to follow the tracks of those horses, and it's pretty easy to see where they've gone. Uh, Just a little uh, bit south of the Lonely Whistle... Uh, There's a piece of the road that actually turns off. Looks like at one point it was like a side track of some sort going off into the sort of scrubby, you know, hills and grassland that are in this area. There's a lot of like big rocks and scattered boulders and stuff like that. And this winding trail uh, eventually uh, comes to a place where uh, it looked like at one point the road was whole, uh, but a sinkhole has kind of opened up in it and then been eroded over time. Uh, so that uh, the road dead ends in a little bit of a just sort of small hollow area with um, sides about 10 feet tall. Um, There are boulders uh, here and there strewn all around, scrubby grasses around the crumbling uh, sort of eroded lip of this, you know, small sinkhole area. And inside, sure enough, you see uh five figures uh one of them much larger than the others um there's sort of four sort of normal humanoids wearing uh you know dark colored clothing look they're not like they're not fucking death eaters okay they're not wearing like hoods and like black cloaks with like skulls and shit all over them yeah 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 it's like Like, that advertises, like, cultist over here. But they, you know, they've got fairly dark, dark dark-colored, you know, simple clothes, armor, you know, on, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, One of them is noticeably shorter than the others. Uh, Looks like a halfling, probably. Although it's a little hard to tell from a height. Uh, And the other is much more massive than the others. It is an enormous black-furred minotaur. Um, And it, it, first of all, it's wearing had he- like heavy armor um although of a sort of rough nature it's not like shiny you know knight on knight on a sh- shining white horse armor this is battered armor that has really seen battle um and it has an enormous spear that's bullshit i wanted to have an axe it's got an axe i don't care that the statistics say spear i say axe okay it's got an enormous axe uh strapped to its back uh and a a huge battered uh wood and steel shield uh also um and as you fly over there's something weird about it too you maybe catch a little bit of a glitter or a gleam out of the corner of your eye that it just strikes you as being a little bit off you're you're not quite sure what's going on and then behind uh these four figures seated on the ground uh clearly in chains are uh casimir joe and uh patley That's it for this week. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review to help others join our adventure. You can find out more about the show and how to get in touch with us on our website, talesfromthetablecast.com. And you can find us on Twitter, at Tabletalescast. This podcast was edited by Cloud and Audrey and produced by Cloud. Special thanks to Matt Marshall for his awesome advice. Our theme music is 8-Bit Adventure by Adhesive Wombat. This is your Dungeon Master, Cloud, and I hope you'll join us next week on Tales from the Table.